Hello, beautiful people. I'm Callie, and you're listening to Season 3 of the Girl Uninspired Podcast. The podcast where we talk about channeling our beings, finding our niche, and what we do about inspiration. I've been in a creative slump for a while, and I'm finally starting to pull myself out of it. I hope these episodes can inspire you to create more, or at least introduce you to some really awesome creators. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the episode. Hi, uh, welcome to episode one of season three. I am here with Amy. Hi there, uh, I'm Amy. I'm the owner of Oath Coffee and Crystals, which is an Etsy shop where I make started out with candles, but a lot of things that are just high energy, definitely lots of crystals. We're here for the rocks. Uh, but besides that, I work a full-time job as well in higher education, so more like two full-time jobs. But yeah, so that's me. I am a Capricorn sun and a Leo moon and a Scorpio rising, so it's it's, it's a real mess in here. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a, okay, so I'm a Leo sun and a Libra moon and a Scorpio rising. Oh, so I I got you. Um, Okay, so let's get into, I want to talk about your business because that's something that I've been going more into during quarantine and COVID is like, how do you support small businesses and small creators that have like, they're they're trying to keep their business up and running and like, how do you support that? Um, Especially because like, I love the arts and whatnot. And so I just think it's important to do that. So can you tell me a little bit about your business? Certainly. Uh, I started in March, right when right when the Rona hit. So uh, actually, kind of a funny story with that. Uh, my partner had found some uh, just candle making supplies lying around that have been sitting there for years. And I go through so many on my own that I figured like, hey, I'll, I'll just start making some for me. And definitely started around quarantine time where I'm like, I'm stuck at home all the time. It's, I, I live alone, so it's really easy to get, you know, just slump, I, I slump, I slump real hard. Um, so I uh, just started making them for me and using them for my own practice. And that just ended up growing to the point where I just had a bunch of extras. I liked making them so much. And so I created an Etsy shop just to start throwing up the extras that I wasn't using quick enough. And that was right about the time when the first stimulus check went out, which I guess was the time to start a shop because I consider myself very lucky and blessed because it just popped off like right from the back. I read stories about other people who have a shop for a couple of years before it takes off. But I guess people were spending some stimulus money online and sent some of it my way. And I'm forever grateful for that. So yeah what became a selling excess uh or start as selling excess became uh quite a demand so now it's almost a full-time job in itself so that's where you'll find me today <laughs> yeah so um what you're doing now is you're making candles and what other kind of kinds of things do you sell in your shop so i started out with just candles but uh you know, I really wanted to flesh it out and have like kind of an all-around shop. So I moved into a lot of um, self-care products. So I have like 
bath items and face mat. I'm looking over at my, my inventory here. Um, I, uh, a lot of bath products and face masks, and I've wrenched into some jewelry, and uh, I, I, create, I curate my own teas. So I have a lot of focus on the signs with my products. So you can get your, your sign on a bracelet, you can get a tea, you can get a aromatherapy roller, a candle, which are all specifically curated to complement or balance your own sign. So that's kind of my, my niche and my focus in this pretty saturated market. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Like I've I've really appreciated the the products that do have like zodiac signs involved in them. How do you determine like what tea like it goes with what sign so it took a lot of research because i wasn't very knowledgeable into like astrology and the sort to begin with but um it it just came with like getting to really know the differences between each sign and a huge uh, spectrum in each of the signs as well so i try to in some cases reflect the sign in my items and other times to balance so uh for example i'll take Tauruses. Tauruses are kind of like the, the, the bull, so they're very like stubborn, but they also have this very soft side. Like they're also like, they're, they, they don't like you knowing it, but they've got this really, really squishy interior. So I, I try to like pull that out of them a little bit more with my products rather than just focus on the, the gruff, angry exterior. So um, I, I like to use like floral notes and some softer notes to help pull that out of them. So I, I go to each sign and look at their pros and cons and try to like balance those or like a an Aries, you know, got that got that little bit of spark. So I use things like um, bloodstone, which will help kind of ground and balance that really spontaneous energy. So it's it's not removing the energy, but helping ground it so it's better directed. That's awesome. I really like that. Um... Thank you. What are some struggles that you've had with starting your Etsy shop? So, I mean, obviously it's fairly new if you started in March. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting ride. I think the biggest struggle was I was not expecting the response that I received. So, uh, like, I was expecting it just to be a, you know, I've got extras, I'm throwing it up. But the immediate call for demand is what kind of threw me off. And personally, as a creator, that is kind of a struggle because I like more the creation side of things rather than mundanely filling orders. You know, I created this one product and instead of being able to create new products, I just have to keep making the same thing over and over again because there's so many people that want it. I know like first of all problems, people want my stuff too much, but it's really, it's less fulfilling to me to have that side of things to just sit and reproduce. So that's where I've ended up um, bringing in a little bit of assistance because, you know, y'all, y'all can just keep taking my recipe and helping remake it, and then I can continue to work on some new ideas. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest struggles between that and being able to gauge the growth. Like, it, it was big for me to jump from I can do this by myself to I think I need help. <laughs> Because I'm a very much, I got this, I can do this, for me to admit that this is too much for me and accept, you know, help from, I have about three people that work with me to help get my products out, and that has changed my life. I need to get rid of that stubbornness because I held on to that way too long, more than I should have, so I think those are a couple of my bigger struggles. Mm-hmm. 
as a creator, it can be so difficult when you've got like this demand, like you said, and you know, you want to explore things and have a moment to be creative, but sometimes you just can't. And I really relate to that because like, I've only ever done like two commissions, but after the second one, I was like, where's like, where, when do I get a chance to like go back to painting for myself? Right. How do you, I understand that completely. How do you balance that, you know, finding time to create things uh, on your own? Uh, see, that's a great question because sometimes I don't have that balance as much as I wish I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, the things kind of, the, the graph of products that go out kind of goes up and down a little bit. So uh, there are times where I don't have any time to do anything except basically try to fulfill orders. But on those on those slower weeks, I take a minute and, you know, I try to, try to put myself into those creative headspaces a little bit to be able to get new products out. And those, those times were pretty, pretty few and far in between at, at a certain point, but that I've humbled myself to a point, accepted some help with this business. I was able to work that in a lot more now. So I, I'm really glad I got to do that. So was candle making something that you've always been drawn to, or was it just something that you wanted to try and then it just, happen to be a success so if, if you're anything like me I feel like there's going to be quite a few people that relate to this I am that person that will get obsessed with this one thing I'll be like oh I gotta try this you know I went through a huge painting phase I'm like oh I'm gonna be a painter this is gonna be my life and I started painting and I sold paintings and then I'm like oof this is kind of I don't feel this anymore. And then I see this new hobby. I'm like, I'm going to go do that thing. And I just spasically, like, I, I'll do something until I feel like, hey, I kind of get this. And then I move on because I get I get bored easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, so candle making wasn't necessarily a thing that I ever considered until we found a bunch of supplies. And I was like, I'll, I'll give it a try. I go through candles. But it became, I guess it's like like any hobby can be. But it created an outlet for so much different products and different things for me to try. So in just candle making itself, it gave me the opportunity to look at different types of candle making and different combinations and a huge creative outlet there, but also in the growing my shop that gave me the funds to be able to put that into other hobbies that I've always wanted to try, you know, jewelry making, I always wanted to get into that. So now I can add that to my shop. I'm, I'm able to have this resources to tackle all the different things that I feel like I want to try with the basis being candles. And I feel like I'll never get old with that. That's so cool. I've always wanted <laughs> to like do soap making, but I've never really you know, force myself to do it. So it's always yeah. kind of something that's like the back of my mind of like, I'll get there one day. Um, it's, it's, it's in the back of mine. It's itching there every once in a while. I was like, do I really want to get into that? And I know I'll end up doing it. It's just like, but there's also the balance, like the work balance. Like if it's going to be a huge process, do I really want to add that onto the pile? And it, it'll happen. It's me. It'll definitely happen eventually. <laughs> How has your creative process changed during quarantine? Because mine, you know, it used to be that I was structured, I was going to school, and then I was going to work, and then I was coming home, and maybe had time to do some extra stuff, and now it's just kind of like, 
Well, I don't know. I don't really feel like it right now. So how is that for you? It, I feel like it's actually helped me in a certain way. You know, I, I do have my full-time day job. And now with quarantine, I'm working from home. And every, like, section part of my life has just become this one giant amalgamation of time. Like, it, there, there are no, like leaving home and coming back from work and then doing this thing like I'm trying to do all 12 things at the same time and that seems I don't know if it's just like a slightly ADD brain but it's that like multitasking where I'm like doing all these different things and it'll just for some reason that kind of stuns my creative process in a sort like being busy doing a bunch of things and I'll be like halfway through making a new set of candles I'm like you know you know it'd be cool as if I did this instead and you know even through mistakes that come up with new ideas so I almost feel like the, the loose structure of quarantine has given me the ability to, you know, put my mind on a lot of other things while I'm trying to, you know, stick all my fingers in all the pies. <laughs> yeah. What is some advice that you would give to someone who is, like, experiencing a creative slump? Um, I would say, like, don't be afraid to humble yourself a little bit and just throw everything that's popping in your mind off of another person. I found that to be really helpful to me. You know, I, I have a small group of people that I spend time with. I'm like, I need a new product. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have, my brain is just gone. I mean, like, look at the things I have. Is there anything else that you think would be interesting? Like, at those times, I think tapping into other people's creativity and then be able to bounce off of that. You know, even if they don't give you the idea, you know, that's a rabbit trail you can go down. So sometimes it takes getting out of your own head and maybe into someone else's mind to be able to get some more um, motivation and some more uh, direction in that, at least personally. Mm -hmm. And what about someone who's like, they want to start their Etsy shop or eBay or whatever, and they just can't like, I don't know, it can be kind of intimidating. It really can be, and I actually had someone recently reach out to me on Etsy and said, "Hey, I'm just a beginning candle shop. You seem to be, you know, getting off pretty well. How do how do you have any advice for me?" And I wrote up this like book and sent it back. And I think there's a lot of elements to that. First of all, when it comes to like opening a shop online, it's like zero risk, especially if you go the Etsy route. I'm working on my own website and platform, but to begin on Etsy is a really great option because you're only going to be paying like. 20 cents to list an item it doesn't it doesn't hurt to throw an item up it can be scary to put yourself out there but that's how you're going to learn what what demands are out there and you know if you looked at my shop when I first started compared to now it's quite quite a difference uh a few of the tips I would give for Etsy creators are photography is a huge thing you know I've seen some products out there where it's an interesting product but it's not it's like a darker photo or it's not like like a clean background or a set build, you know, I, I would recommend that. Um, descriptions are very important. I think people want to know more than like what's in it, but tell me the story. Tell me why this is going to be important in my life, you know? So even if it's a little article for every item, just describing the ins and outs and the complexities of what you put into it, I think this really resonates with buyers these days. And I do think a, a natural approach to things, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in the, in the spiritual communities and otherwise that are really interested in that, you know, earthy, unprocessed, unrefined product. So some of that rustic stuff is getting really popular. So it's, it's important to know different key phrases or trends that are going on right now to be able to tap into that as well. 
that's really good advice. Um, Took some digging. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess, like, is this kind of what you saw? Like, did you, did you ever think of, like, did you ever think you would be putting your creations, like, out to be sold? Not really. I'm, I'm a full Capricorn, so I've got that, that ambitious thread in me, and I, I feel like through my life I've always had these, like, dreams and ideals of, like, you know, I could do this or this, you know, I was selling my art online, which, you know, wasn't going super well and I got discouraged a lot so it it does take a lot personally to put yourself out there on a platform and be like this is me and have people review it or be like pass you by like oh this isn't good or this isn't worth it so I I struggled with that for a long time but as I grew and developed I've been like there's a certain level of confidence that I was able to put into my product to back it up and I guess I always thought that I would have some sort of like I don't know, a side hustle or something. Like, I I feel like I have a lot to give. I just had no idea what that would look like. Um, for it to end up being candles, like, five years ago, me would think that's the most random thing to, like, put, like, almost a full-time job into. But it's just one of those things. It's one of those little hobbies that really turned out. And honestly, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited that this happened. And excited to see where it goes as well. Who knows? It could be just a, a phase, but, you know, I'd really like to see it grow. Yeah. Um, do, so, something that I ask people normally on the podcast is, like, what their current project is. Um, do you have something that you're currently working on or, like, a skill you're trying to learn or? Um, see, I'll, I'll out the whole soap-making thing because that's something that I'm kind of behind the scenes, like, doing some research into. Between that and I was, I had this dream of surprise crystal bath bombs, because who doesn't love surprise crystals? I don't know how these 12-year-olds on YouTube are making these bath bombs, but mine are all duds. I have scientifically measured everything out, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out how to make a dang bath bomb. I've tried so many times, and they just, they don't harden or they don't fizz and I am so confused so I'm I will find out I will do this but that is my current project that I'm working on so stay tuned if you want some soggy crystal filled bath bombs because <laughs> that's all I got <laughs> that is so cool like for, first of all bath bombs are awesome in themselves like who doesn't love a nice bath right And then also, like, having something inside? Like, that's so cute. Yeah, I I thought it would be a great idea, but the magic of bath bomb making has eluded me for so long. (laughs) I think think you're going to get it. Um, It's the silliest thing to be outside of my grasp, but it, it remains there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that's like, you have to make so many bad batches before you figure out and get like the perfect batch it's it's like the light bulb you know (laughs) yes i have found out at least five ways to not make a bath bomb so that is progress Ooh, that's that's going (laughs) my brain okay do you have a next project that you're working on like something that i mean we said soap making but like is there something that's like in the back of your mind that you're like 
one of these days I'm gonna do this or go here or learn how to do this skill or um definitely so this is kind of off the candle subject as I'm expanding but if you couldn't tell by my shop name I am both thoroughly obsessed with coffee and crystals and so uh this past actually just got back yesterday was my first experience actually going to a mine and digging out my own crystals so that's something that i'm actually hoping to get a lot more involved in i really want to be able to um there's some amethyst mines up in canada um i'm in ohio so that's not too far from me or uh, i think it was north carolina has a bunch of gem mines and i'd really like to go and actually extract the crystals that i'm using in some of my products myself so once the rona decides to you know head out i really want to focus on that and be able to bring you know it's, it's probably not monetarily a good idea but you know that's that's something i'd like to be able to add to my shop even if it's just to have like clusters that you can purchase the ones that i was able to go out and buy because once again i'm not necessarily here to be like successful and make millions like that would ever happen but you know it's it's be able to fund doing things that i love that i wouldn't be able to afford otherwise so if it's if it's digging crystals out of the earth and selling them i would absolutely love to be able to do that so fingers crossed that you know travel becomes a little safer and i can actually pursue that Mm -hmm. that is so neat like i'm just imagining like just being able to go and like dig out your own crystals like right now you're wearing uh they can't see this but you're wearing a crystal that you dug out yourself yeah a lot of blood sweat and tears went into getting this crystal on my neck but you know it was worth every second (laughs) yeah I mean there's a lot of personality and like like personality there's a lot of personal being in like the action of like actually digging it out of earth and then like allowing someone else to see that. I really love that. Right. There's something I really adore about that. Right now, my crystals are sourced from a a local business as well, a small local business, because, you know, support small business in this house. Um, But there is something so special if you think about it. Like, these are Herkimer diamonds that I had mined, and they're over 400 million years old. So to think that I busted this rock open and pulled something out that no human has seen ever and that existed way before humans ever did like if you, if you think about the implications of what the the earth was like 400 million years ago that's like almost the time where like trilobites were the most prolific creature on the earth like that's so fascinating and it's so fulfilling like there's something there's there's some joy in there beyond like just going to a bin at the local rock store and pulling out the prettiest ones I can to be able to extract that from the earth be the first human to touch it to see it to appreciate it is like I'm just geeking out here but that is like my total passion but the the earth that we have been given has so many like beautiful beautiful things that we can take and appreciate and the fact that I could give those to other people and they would continue to be appreciated like they should is absolute magic to me I love that. Like, the (laughs) sentiment behind it is so inspiring and, like, you know, I didn't, I I wasn't even considering the fact that, like, no one else before has ever seen this and it's just, that's so, like, it makes each one so unique. Right. The fact that, you know, this, this one I've kept for myself that, 
you know, I was the first person to touch it, to see it, and now I'll, I'll have it by my heart forever. Like, the, the fact that I can possess something so beautiful and, you know, finally appreciate what has been sitting and waiting to be appreciated for 400 million years, you know, it, to, to take it on an existential note, like, just, just the thought, you know, that in the time frame of this, this rock's existence, humanity has been, like, nothing. It has been just, like, a wisp of existence. So, I, that's where I find my love of geology and crystals, because it really puts our place on the earth into perspective, you know, there's, there's so much beauty here before we get here, and I hope there will be once we aren't here, you know? Yeah. That is, that, that is something I'm going to be thinking about for, like, the rest, the rest of this week. Um, well, just throw some existential dread in here, might as well spice things up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite scent? A favorite scent? So, all of my candles that I make are, like, made with just essential oils rather than, like, candle fragrances because I do believe that that natural smell is, is very nice. So, my favorite actual scent can't be captured. Uh, my favorite scent is petrichor, which is the smell after a fresh rain. That smell of rain in the air. Either that or really old books. I'm, I'm an avid um, old book collector. So book bindings were once used vanilla, which is a derivative of vanilla. So that's where you get that musty old book smell. Those are it. I could never put those in a candle if I tried. It just, that's, that's something that's uncapturable, no matter how much I wish I could. But if we're going to put it into like candle making terms, I would say that um, the combination of citrus and sage is my absolute favorite just clary sage not white sage we can go into some drama there if you want uh but clary sage with like some brighter uptones that is like the world's most perfect combination better than peanut butter and chocolate i'll fight you but it it is Mm -hmm. what's the what's the drama there oh boy so i uh i i did i did start a bit of a rustle so um I was one of those people that never got TikTok because, you know, just it's silly. But then I downloaded it to laugh at all the silly people on there, but then became really obsessed with it. I think there's a group of people that are like, just like unironically got obsessed with something they meant to like mock in the nicest way possible. So I became, you know, I'm scrolling TikTok all the time. And uh, anyone who's seen my shop knows that I have like pyramid candles that have stones inside that are made for the zodiacs not unlike another popular creator, Solterra. And so I I didn't create those to rip them off, but I know myself and other people have tried so hard to get those dang candles, but they're always out of stock. And, you know, there's issues where you could have it in your cart and someone else can buy it from under you. Like the Restock Weekly, it's, it's, it's kind of a messy system where, you know, just, and you can't afford them they're so expensive but it's just like a neat idea so i try to make a cost effective option and so uh, that's kind of where i started kind of gaining some more some more followers and so i started using TikTok as a platform to showcase my products and the creator or the owner of solterra uh I had started noticing some things in the way they corresponded on TikTok, and 
I just got kind of upset, so I ended up calling her out. So technically, I started it, but um, some people were starting to call her out on her use of white sage and her products and using terms like uh, spirit animal in her products. Mm-hmm. And it's it's my stance, and I think a lot of others, that those those are part of a closed practice to the indigenous peoples of the Americas, like to the, to the natives. Um, white sage is used to smudge, which is, which is a practice of the Native Americans. That a lot of um, people, especially in the spiritual community now, have taken over without the consent of the natives. And so there's a lot of people that are trying to say, hey, this isn't ours. This tradition isn't ours. It's part of the closed practice. You can't, like, you can join a religion, but you can't join becoming Native American. That's that's not something you can just become. And so people are starting to call her out on her products and say, hey, you know, this is made of white sage. It's actually going endangered because of the demand to the point where, you know, it's not available for the people who are using it in the correct way. And her reply, if I'm not mistaken, was, um, aren't we all indigenous for aren't we all from the same source? And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no. That's like saying that I, being the pastiest person you'll ever see, is the same as a black man. Like, no, that we have differences. We have to respect other people's cultures. I can't say that I can appropriate uh, black people because I'm I I came from the same source that they did. You know, we we need to uh, respect other people's cultures. And so I'm totally I'm not going too political here, but um, I do believe strongly that we need to protect other people's rights to have their own practices that we can't infringe upon. I think I did say, you know, we already stole their land. We don't have any right to steal their religion and their practices and their culture as well. And I firmly believe that. So I made a video. Actually, I think I made three videos. where I just like, I've got things to say. And I said, this isn't right. We should be addressing this. We should be protecting this belief system and not appropriating it. And I guess it got her attention. And she started like self-promoting on my products, which I found a little offensive because I've definitely never done that to her. And for her to be a business that can't keep inventory in stock, to be trying to take the business of a small business and like a small creator, didn't really set right. And she was almost making some derogatory tor- like language towards me, like, you know, this is kind of a science, you know, like kind of, kind of, you know, an elitist take on it. And so it became a little bit of a, a little bit of a online drama, which I avoid like the plague. That is not my thing. I don't. I didn't pick at her to get exposure. I just was trying to stand up for something I believed in. But then she ended up private messaging me on Instagram. And oh my gosh. Like, I, I won't go into the details. It was a private conversation, but she was threatening legal action for slander. Uh, she was berating me, like, you know kind of millennial talk but like all caps you know messaging me and she's like are you kidding like you know I have every right to do this and you know like I was just presenting my case and saying here's why I and my, myself and a lot of other people given the comments believe that this is wrong 
and it's been her practice to just block anyone that brings these things up because I actually connected with another creator who also got blocked um and she was just going after me and like I said when she when she mentioned the legal action I was like all right I'll, I'll call you I'll call I'll call your bluff here and so she never I wasn't sure at that point she was referring to it as her family's business. I didn't know if she was actually the owner. So I went to the Soul Tower website and I went to the form and I was like, hey, you know, this person is threatening with legal action. I just wanted to give you an opportunity for us to speak before getting my own representation involved. And something must have happened on their end of things because she came back and started kind of calming down a little bit and she actually did make the changes she removed the term spirit animal from that series of candles uh to oh what is it and oh i forget what she changed it to it was actually kind of cute uh said that she stopped using white sage in her products even though it doesn't say it on her website people who receive the pyramid say that they still have a tag that says they contain sage i'm not sure i'm not honestly sure if she made any changes but at least the representation on the website is less appropriative of the indigenous people, but that's where I got kind of a little heated on the, the, the TikTok drama that, like I said, I never wanted or intended to be. But, you know, a lot of people started supporting me because of that, that I wasn't afraid to stand up, say, hey, here's an argument for you to consider why this might be wrong. And whether it changed or anything, whether they actually change the recipe, I don't know, but I do hope that um, they continue to grow and learn about what they're selling and, you know, be able to work with that. But anyway, that's my fun little story of where, you know, most of my TikTok followers came from after that. So, Well, it's so important to recognize, like, things that belong to other cultures and not appropriate them. Like, I knew that I knew the thing about um, the spear animals, but I didn't know the thing about the white sage. And so it's mm-hmm. like, thank you for sharing your experience with me, and not only me, but like whoever listens to this, they're going to be able to take that in and maybe process and like think about like how they've been implementing those things so I it's just it's so important I don't like I don't judge other people's decisions on the matter I feel like educating and you know coming to your own conscious about it but I do believe in informing you know like the what was it white sage the spirit animals and like palo santo things like that or even the term smudging Mm -hmm. like if you're if you're trying to spiritual cleanse an area there are so many ways to do it, but the act of smudging is actually like a, a very important ceremonial ritual that is done by indigenous people. Like it's, it's, that's not all it's there for. And so, you know, I think being aware of what we bring into our lives will really change how we, you know, it's, it's just respect. You know, I think that's what's coming up with this new generation is being aware of what we're doing and how it affects other people. And I think that's just growing as a society, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, just a couple more questions. Um, What does self-care look like for you? Especially if you're, like, coming out of, you know, a creative slump. Um, well, it doesn't happen as much as it should, I have to say. You know, it's like having two full-time jobs and trying to get some school done on the side and 
know, upkeeping a home and yard work, it's, I, I very easily pull 13, 14 hour days most days. Like that's just, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I'm not afraid to say it. I've got, got four Capricorns in my chart. I'm a super cap. That's just what we do. Um, so in a really weird way, working is my form of self-care. And, you know, I don't know for other people who've dealt with things like mental illness, you know, being still and being quiet isn't always necessarily the best thing for me. You know, sometimes there's things in there you're trying to get away from. And so that's where things like the creative process is my self-care. You know, it gets me out of my own mind or whatever bad thoughts or things are bothering around in there. And to be able to focus on, you know, creating a new product, and, you know, thinking and contemplating that, you know, this product I'm making now is going to go to someone, someone's going to spend their hard-earned money on it, bring it into their home. You know, if it's a candle, they're going to light it. And for, you know, the next 40 hours, they're going to sit and enjoy and feel the peace that I was hoping to, to send along with that item. You know, I think that's more my, my idea of self-care is to be able to bring good energy and peace and relaxation to other people. Uh, but there are times where my body is like, I cannot move right now. And so that's where I like to indulge in even some of my own things where I'll, you know, I'll do like one of my milk and honey baths and listen to some meditative music and just really take a moment to just clear out the brain. But I can say that does not happen as often as it should. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's about that. That is it's you know it's important to recognize that self-care doesn't look like the same to everybody like for some people it can be like taking a bath or you know trying to meditate for other people it's like doing something getting up you know cooking something that's actual food or like getting out of the house it's it's so important to recognize that I agree. I think with uh, a lot of people, especially ones that are kind of on the depression spectrum, doing things like, I feel yeah, <laughs> doing things like, uh, you know, just putting a face mask on or just sitting in a quiet room, like that's not going to aid when you're in a depressive slump, you know, that's going to get you quiet and in your own thoughts where sometimes that's not where you need to be for your own well-being. So I, I feel like I relate to the side of the people that, you know, going out, whether it's, you know, going for a jog with music so loud you can't think or you know working on something or just watching some real brain rot tv you know sometimes those things are self-care that's not what you immediately think of and maybe people do it and don't realize it but i think those things can really have an effect on someone who experiences things like depression things that bring you down like that act of getting up and doing something or cooking is, is a huge achievement. Like if you're, if you're depressed and you're able to get up in the morning and take a shower, I applaud you. <laughs> like that, that needs to be rewarded. Like I support that wholeheartedly. And that is some people's self care and it, it doesn't sound like it, but I relate to that. If you can take out the trash and do the dishes, like kudos to you. You are raw. That's what I can say right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So where can we find your shop? What is, what's the website? So right now I'm still just on Etsy, but there's a new website coming soon. But you can find me on Etsy at www.ofcoffeeandcrystals.etsy.com. Or if you just go to Etsy and type into the bar of coffee and crystals. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's where you'll find me. And it's yes. also on Insta too, 
of it's yes um you can find me on instagram at it's of coffee and crystals but there's gonna be an underscore between every word so it's of underscore coffee underscore and underscore crystals it's kind of annoying but you know it's there and what about is tiktok the same thing yeah, uh, TikTok, you can find me at of coffee and crystals, all one word. If you want to go watch those videos I talked about, enjoy the comments. There's some fun ones. <laughs> That's exciting. I have already bought uh, two candles from from of coffee and crystals, and I love them. I think they're great, and their packaging was really cute along with the, the little stamp. Um, I got a honey one and a honey almond one. And I just, I really think you should check the shop out. Um, and there is a code for listeners that you can get 20% off, right, of your 20%. order um, of, of Coffee and Crystals on Etsy if you use the code UNINSPIRED. So, it's really awesome that. that you did that. Like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. I get to use it. I have a code. <laughs> You have a code, and it's all yours, That's, so that I'll is, be able to see, I'll be able to see who uses it, so hope to see y'all roll by. That's so I just, exciting. I appreciate the support. So. Are you kidding? I appreciate the support. Thank you so much. <laughs> it has been absolutely wonderful having you on, and oh, I just, you. I can't wait to see, like, what else comes out of the shop. Thank you so much for reaching out and for the opportunity to talk with you. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening. Hey lovelies, you just listened to an episode of the Girl and Inspired podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for your time, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for supporting me on my creative journey, and if you enjoyed the episode, you can follow us on Insta at the Girl Uninspired podcast. There's an underscore in between every single word. If you have questions, concerns, content, other you can email me at Callie K Robbins three at gmail.com. That's Callie C A L L I E K R O B B I N S three at gmail.com. Bye.